0: Thine is the kingdom and the power
1: and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Welcome to the podcast, In and Through Exist, to equip the church to be hearers and doers of the word. My name is Tim. And my name is Marshall. And it has been a hot minute since we've done this together.
2: It has. And it's evidenced by the fact that... We recorded something for about 20 minutes only to realize that things weren't set up properly. <laughs> so we had to start fresh again. Guess we're a bit rusty, Tim.
1: Yeah. So we we recorded three, four podcasts over a two-week period mm-hmm. to build ourselves a little buffer. Yep. We've cashed in the buffer. We have. Because uh, new baby Morden. That's right. Who is here. She is here. Happy and healthy
2: happy healthy hungry
1: keeping you up at night
2: not too bad not too bad she's pretty good i mean for a child that's only like a week and a half old she's only getting up once or twice throughout the night so i uh i don't want to complain it's 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 tough to adjust to waking up cuz i'm i'm such a heavy sleeper but uh but no she's she's a, been a pretty easy baby so far
1: you know people love to tell new parents especially first time parents sleep while you can Mm-hmm. As if you can store this in the cupboard.
2: It doesn't work like that. It, that's not how it works. <laughs> I'll just go get my my jar of sleep from the pantry. Right, it's not not a thing.
1: And and sometimes, uh, I hear parents say, "We think we're ready. We think we're ready," and I just want to say, "You know what? You're not. There's you, you can't be. It's just a thing you have to go through. Mm-hmm. You have to learn as you go." Um, mm-hmm. And and every time I've been through it three times, every time you're like, "Oh man." I forgot about. It. I not entirely forgot about it. Yeah. But this hits.
2: Oh yeah. No, there's got to be something in the human mind that just kind of fails to recall some of the challenges <laughs> that right. are involved. Right. I mean particularly for I think of 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 women and more <laughs> in that case where it's like we we almost just not fully remember how hard this whole thing is because we keep doing it. <laughs> right. but it's good it's good it's good
1: i i love talking to first-time parents and saying how are you doing and watching them go i heard everybody i had no idea (laughs) shrug my shoulders and say yeah well
2: yeah none of us did yeah where people are like, well, we'll just wait till we're, you know, we'll wait till we're older. It's like, that doesn't help. <laughs> right. It doesn't help. It might make it worse. Yeah, it might make it worse. That's right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you know, it might also just be that we're a weak and complaining generation. I remember, uh, so my granny Elmore had, um, she had a lot of kids, uh, eight kids. Okay. And Lindsay, when she was pregnant with Analia... Uh, just you know, what do you got for me? What can you tell me? And Granny Amore's like, it ain't no picnic. <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you want to know? <laughs> uh, That's great. I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right, back to the catechism. Take two. Mm-hmm. The question, question thirty-four. Yep. Since we are redeemed by grace alone. Through Christ alone, which is something we have covered well. It is. Must we still do good works and obey God's word? Mm. So what the question is not asking, it's not asking do our do we need to do works that contribute to our salvation. Mm-hmm. That was the last episode. Yeah, we already answered that question. But if it doesn't contribute to the, to the salvation, which is what we determined in the last
2: show, why do, do we need to do them at all? Yeah. No, it's a good question. I mean, you're right, because on the, kind of this philosophical level, people are like, well, if it ad- doesn't add to my salvation, if it doesn't earn me my place before God, what's the point? Well, it must still matter, because Jesus and the apostles have a lot to say about what we do. And the, having the right motivations behind what we do, and being empowered to do the things that we're called to do, and it, there's a there's a, a lot there's a lot of scripture that speaks to um, these moral obligations um, and these these acts of obedience that we're called to carry out in the Christian life. So we can't just dismiss them as being inconsequential.
1: Right. I, when I. When I think about the Great Commission, we are told to go and make disciples and to baptize them, teaching them to obey all that he has commanded mm-hmm. right and and I think to to take this and say there's no point in good works is to say we only take the first part of that right right <laughs> baptize them and teaching them to obey. Sure, if you got time. Mm. Um, but that gets into what we talked about last time with easy believism, uh, decisionism, another name for it. Just what, it, what did you say in the last walk the aisle and wait for heaven? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that. I've never heard that before. Uh, just, yeah, go down, sign your card. Remember the moment. As long as you can identify the moment mm. when you prayed a prayer. Mm-hmm. you're good and the fruit of your life has no bearing. Uh that gets us into the first wrong answer mm-hmm. for how people deal with this. Yeah. Uh, because although it doesn't contribute to your salvation, we got to look at scripture and say, "Well, that's not right either." Mhm. Mhm.
2: Other wrong answers? Um yeah, going back in history, we can talk about the the Gnostics. Some of the Gnostics were kind of at the opposite end of the spectrum from the Judaizers. So, if you remember the Judaizers, they were the ones who were imposing um, the all the the entirety of the Old Testament law on Gentile believers. So, we're talking about, you know, circumcision and dietary restrictions and so on and so forth, um, as still being required, right? Mm-hmm. It was the the cross of Christ plus all of these other things in order to be saved. Right. The other end of the spectrum at that time, around the same time, in the first few generations of the Christian church were the Gnostics, and some of them were quite what we call antinomium, so like anti-law. Um, and what they would essentially do, what some of them did anyways, uh, Marcion comes to mind. He just kind of gutted, he just kind of cut out the whole Old Testament, and then... Uh, heavily edited and rewrote the New Testament to fit his concept of of Jesus, and uh, and and it was essentially a form of, you know, quote unquote Christian teaching that was really devoid of a lot of moral obligations and and ethical teachings of the Bible.
1: Yeah, and I've seen that in modernity. Mhm. Um I've even seen it celebrated. Right. I have I've heard people talk about um there's a guy from Stratford um who sings songs. Maybe mm-hmm. you've heard of him. Um Justin something. <laughs> I talking about the fact that he's gotten a little spicy lately. Mhm dropping some serious language mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. Christians traditionally wouldn't use. Mm-hmm. Uh saying that's a good thing because it helps relate to the world and it doesn't matter he's still saved. Mm-hmm. Um but no call for for righteousness. Mm. Um not here to judge the beebs, but just to say um that's that kind of position. It right. would, would cause someone to say no, I'm Secure in my place in in christ and and I choose to do these things at the same time, and it doesn't the concept of of obedience or pursuit of righteousness is yeah. neither here nor there in that particular kind of an action mm-hmm. um, I've even heard people celebrate it so far as to say uh my my confidence in the sufficiency of Christ is made evident in the fact that I don't do anything. <laughs> Right, so it's it's a pietistic. My faith is greater than your faith, because even even though you tell me you're doing these things out of an overflow of your salvation and not for your salvation, deep down you're still trying to do it, still trying to add works. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that about you, even if you don't know that about you. <laughs> and the fact that I do nothing yeah. proves yeah. that I I truly believe in the sufficiency of christ for my salvation i'm
2: so secure in my faith i just don't attend church and right. i don't give to the needy and i don't exercise spiritual disciplines. i don't i don't even
1: read my bible <laughs> I don't even read my bible because because i'm that I know solid Jesus that well yeah
2: <laughs> we're so tight i don't even i don't even need to do these these things that he's don't talk to, to him do. no why yeah Why? Well, i already know him he knows me yeah, we're good <laughs> <laughs> Any other wrong answers? No, I mean that's essentially it. I mean, there's there is a tendency for Christians to kind of be dismissive or trivialize the parts of the Bible that call us to live in particular ways. Yeah, right? and, and I I think
1: I think what we try to do as a defense mechanism a lot of times is is to get into the whole like oh you're judging mm. right like we like to throw that judge card
2: down oh, yeah. all the time and so. Judge each- not, lest ye be judged, and then just disregard the next, like, ten verses <laughs> underneath that that are like, well, and actually, if you are going to, like, just don't, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, because
1: you're going to be judged by the same measure. Exactly. And so if you're not willing to be judged by the same measure, or if that measure is not a biblical measure... Right. ...then you should watch out. Mm-hmm. Um, but hmm uh, But I, I think in being called... To these kinds of things, people are like, whoa, hey, you know, that's, you're, you're putting a burden on me. You're binding my conscience. You're, mm-hmm. you're being judgmental. Um, you're adding to faith uh, all of these things. Any, any time we get defensive about a call to obedience, mm-hmm. we can be running into that. And, and I think the number one way to do it is to jump into like, oh, you're adding works to salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad. I'm glad for this question. Because it it draws a line in the concept of the acted out obedience of our life mm-hmm. apart from a contribution toward our salvation, right, but still, is it necessary or not?-hmm um, The catechism says, yes, it does.
2: Because Christ, having redeemed us by his blood, also renews us by his spirit, so that our lives may show love and gratitude to God, so that we may be assured of our faith by the fruits, and so that by our godly behavior others may be won to Christ. This is great. Mm -hmm. It's a
1: great answer. It is. It's an answer that needs to be explained. I think so. Because I think some of our insecurities and some of our questions are still left vulnerable Mm -hmm. in this um particularly sort of there towards the bottom but let's take it from the top sure yes because christ that's a solid answer Mm -hmm. he has redeemed us by his blood but is also renewing us in his spirit right salvation is not an event it's a bringing from death to life, and life is a journey. Mm-hmm. Life is a highway, Marshall. <laughs>
2: a wise man once said, right? Well, a man once said. <laughs> I don't know how wise he is.
1: <laughs> Never met him. Uh, but but that is, it's a continuation. The, the, problem, the problem that comes with this question is what I would call Christian minimalism. Mm. The idea that... All we want is to get in, Mm. purchase that fire insurance, and call it done. Uh, So Christian minimalism looks like this. What must I do to be saved? Fortunately, there was a man who asked Jesus that exact (laughs) same question. Uh, but, But interestingly, he didn't ask, what must I do to be saved? He asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Right. I want the prize at mm-hmm. the end. Mm-hmm. That's all that I'm really concerned about. What's the prize at the end? And he asks the price because he's shopping. What does it cost? Jesus tells him sort of lightly, keep the law. And the guy says,
2: "Nice. I did that.
1: <laughs> done already done it. <laughs> We're good. I didn't I've already bought this and didn't even realize it." Nice. Just cash my coupon. And then <laughs> and then Jesus points out, right, that there's there's a depth in this from the very beginning that he missed, right? The very first one, mm-hmm. having no gods before me. And, and and instead of just saying no, because you've missed even the first one, and here's where you missed it, Jesus sort of lays lays it out on the table for him so that he can experience his own heart mm. by saying, would you walk away from everything in this world to follow me? And the guy says, no. And he mm-hmm. walks away sad because he has great wealth. Um, and so that's that's the kind of Christianity. But, but easy believism and decisionism, as we mentioned in the wrong answers, has told people for a long time, yeah. Yeah, you can only worry about the price of entry. Mm-hmm. Now, that begs the question, are we adding works to faith? Right. <laughs> uh, my point in saying all that is is to say, if you are asking the question, mm. you might need to ask yourself this question, is my faith saving faith?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Am I more greatly concerned about saving my own skin or bringing glory to the God of the universe who is worthy of our praise? Mm-hmm. Because if the point is minimum purchase of entry, then I'm only concerned about my own skin. Right. I'm in. So what do I care if God gets glory?
2: <laughs> no, right? that's, that's a good point. Or
1: are we asking the question, how do I bring glory to the one who is worthy of all glory and honor? hmm Who, mm-hmm. by the way, even chose to save me to the end of that glory and honor. Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. I think the other thing that maybe the less important thing in some respects that that this that this uh, first phrase addresses is not just our motivation, but also like the value that our good works can actually have. Right. So so often as as Christians, we, you know, we'll will will quote this verse. Oh, like our, our good works are like filthy rags. Well, not in Christ, they're not.
1: That's even out of context,
2: by the way. <laughs> Can I? D- I just need to. Sure, s- sure, I just yeah. need to correct. This is yeah. one of
1: those hyper used out of context things. Mm-hmm. He that was in the prophets, mm-hmm. speaking to Israel mm-hmm. about the false worship that they were doing, carrying out ceremonies when their hearts weren't. Yeah. This is not about. Um me trying to do good works in the name of Jesus and bringing glory to God the Father. Exactly. So, so because that needs to stop being yeah, used. Yeah,
2: because we've been redeemed. Because we are being renewed. Our good works are actually valuable. Yes. There's actually there's actually good in it. And and scripture affirms there are even rewards for those things in heaven. Right? So it is not something that is Purposeless. It is not something that is without value. It is not something that God doesn't recognize and acknowledge as being meaningful. They are good works. Are a good thing. Choked on my coffee there for a okay, second. Okay, I was, a was a wondering. You look like you were dying over there. So I was trying
1: not to cough into the microphone. No, that <laughs> was that was brilliant. Actually, that that was much needed to be said uh, because I, I think, especially those who are in the camps that would press. Grace alone, faith alone. Mm. Uh, we want to do the whole thing of like, and any good you do is
2: trash. Mm. It's trash and it's disgusting and it's gross. And that's not the case. Not anymore. Because God looks at us as we are in Christ. So mm-hmm. that that's the thing, right? So it's like, you know, outside of Christ, everything we do is even good things that we do outside of Christ is tainted. Right. Right. It is because our, our the heart is wicked and depraved and all these things. But in Christ, we have been redeemed. We are being renewed. And God sees those things, even the imperfect things that we do, The, the our attempts at good work. He sees it through this like lens of Christ. And therefore, he sees it as a good thing.
1: Right. And so he is renewing us mm-hmm. in our spirit, which means he is sanctifying our good works.
2: Yeah. Right. And we've been saved to do good works. Right. As Paul says in Ephesians. Right. Like, that, mm-hmm. it, that what is it? Like, oh, yeah. Anyway. So that mm-hmm.
1: there's a reason. Mm-hmm. So that our lives may show love and gratitude to God. Yeah. So the point of these, again, is not me focused, mm-hmm. not point of entry, not minimum. Purchase what can I do to just get in this is about him mm-hmm. our lives are about him it's almost like I've died and taken up my cross and followed him yeah
2: i th- I think of this right I think of in my in my own life right and I've been blessed to have a lot of people help me out in times of need right in big ways and small ways and and a lot of times, you know, people do something for you out of the goodness of their heart. They're not expecting to be paid back, right? They've, they've done something that I, I you know, I can't necessarily compensate them for or whatever it might be. But out of a love for them and out of a gratitude for what they've done for me, I feel compelled to be, to, to you know, to do whatever it is that they, they need me to do, right? How, what, like on um, what a greater magnitude than any favor, than any, you know, helping hand that we might receive from another person is this salvation that we've received, is the work that Christ has done on our behalf. Like, why wouldn't we just be filled with the desire um, to do what we've been called to do out of love and gratitude for that wonderful thing, right? Like, it's if you if you don't want to, I mean, then again, you have to go back to this point of like really examining your own faith and examining the way that you understand Christ and what he's done for you. If you don't want, you don't even want to do the things that he's called you to do. Do you truly understand the magnitude of what he he's done already? So a lot of
1: times people want to take this and they want to say uh, James and Romans are in conflict. Right. But. The point of Romans is point of entry. hmm Grace through faith. Yeah. James is talking about living a obedient Christian life. hmm They're not talking about the same thing, which is why you might feel like there's conflict. hmm James is going to start talking about what it means to have a living, vibrant faith mm-hmm. versus a faith that's dead and pointless. Mm-hmm. I have heard people go so far as to say, ah, he says a dead faith, not no faith, <laughs> as if their dead faith was a credit to them. It was a good thing. Right. And to, which, to which I would say, like along this stream of thought that you're at, if you're going to stand before God who knows your heart mm. and say, I understood well what you called me to, but I chose a dead faith. Mm. is that really what we're banking on? Yeah. It is... Come on. I know. Here, here So here's, here's my point on the expression of love and gratitude in a way that is not works for salvation. Mm-hmm. It's analogy time. Oh, nice. I wish that it, at some point in my life I would have taken time to learn trees. What kind of trees? what? Mm. My kids ask the question, hey, what kind of trees is that? Like, I don't know. <laughs> It'd be cool to be able to look at it and be like, oh, it's a this kind of tree. It's a that kind of tree. Mm. It, when it comes to orchards, you drive down the road, you see an orchard on the side of the road. What kind of orchard is that? I have no idea. I could go late summer. Or in the fall, and I could tell you what kind of orchard it is. Right. Because there's fruit hanging on it. And if there are peaches hanging on it, I'm going to take confidence in saying, that's a peach tree, right, kids? (laughs) Or apples. I like it. Or whatever it may be, right? Mm -hmm. We are not talking about hanging peaches by their stems off of maple trees. Right. That is false fruit, mm-hmm. You do not make a maple tree into a peach tree by hanging peaches from it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It either is or it isn't a peach tree, yeah, and the fruit that it produces is an overflow of its ethos, its core of what it is mm-hmm. and it's by those fruit that that tree is known to the world around it mm-hmm. and and made evident mm-hmm. and benefits the world around it yeah, and reproduces other peach trees. Right. That's well, what the catechism is telling us when it says it's love and gratitude mm-hmm. and that there's assurance. The, the assurance used here is not to say it keeps your salvation for you. Mm-hmm. It reminds you when you're struggling and saying, am I even saved?
2: Yeah. Am I a peach tree? Well, I got peaches everywhere, so right. it looks like I'm a peach tree. <laughs> right, because we, we <laughs> all struggle. We all
1: fail. Our faith mm-hmm. wavers. Sure. And and what, he, what it's saying here is these are reminders. No, this is my heart. Mm-hmm. This is what my heart is producing. This is the physical evidence of it. Mm-hmm. And I need to continue in faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It brings others. Our behavior brings others to be one in Christ. That that For fruit sure. produces seed. Mm-hmm. It produces food. Yeah, yeah. That's that's right. my analogy. Jesus
2: talks about you know doing good works so that others may see it and give glory to God. Yeah. Right. Like this idea of like if we're genuinely following it after His example, seeking to obey the things He's done. Yes, imperfectly, of course. Yes, we understand that. But still doing so in meaningful and tangible ways, people will notice that, and it is it is a means by which people um, can be brought to the Lord, mm-hmm. right? Um, it opens up doors. It opens up opportunities um, to share the gospel, and it and it helps people see that you know our faith is not just a matter of rhetoric. It's not just a philosophical. Um, persuasion It's not just this kind of abstract worldview, but it is something that actually works its way out in our lives in tangible ways that is consistent with what we claim. And that is a powerful thing for the people in the world around us to see, particularly when we understand and accept that throughout history, many people have done terrible things in the name of Christ. We right. have that reality that we live in, that we live in a in a culture where, I mean, we're talking about residential schools. And we're talking about you know all sorts of other things that have happened in our history in the quote unquote name of Christ. Um, and we have to we have to understand that people are skeptical of the genuineness yep. of our faith. and and one of the ways that that we can overcome that skepticism as we interact with them, and hopefully we are in fact interacting with them, is that our good deeds are consistent with with what our Savior has called us to do.
1: right. And, and those things done in the name of Christ are not done in the spirit of Christ. Right. Our good works ought to be defined as we do them in the spirit of Christ mm-hmm. and in the name of Christ. Mm-hmm. Those things come together. Right. So do we do good works and call them to obedience? Jesus says yes, mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah. In the Great Commission, yeah. all the apostles agree.
2: And I, I, I like what, how the, how the Great Commission puts it that teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you, right? It's not just teaching them what I've commanded. It's not just say, teach them the things that I said. It's teach them in such a way that they will come to obey all of the things that I have said, right? Which is one step further. It's not just accurately lay out what it is that I told you while I was here. It is teach them in such a way that they will get to a place where they are actually doing all of the things that I've called you to do, right? Which is, which might seem like not that big of a difference, but it it really, really is. Um, it is a it is a, a and it makes a significant change in in our Christian life.
1: Yeah, I mean, just recently I preached the sermon on the passage, "Take up your cross and follow me." Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know what that looks like if we're not talking about identifiable changes in the walk of our life Mm -hmm. right it's not just read more pray more kind of a thing Mm -hmm. it's it's evident in following jesus watching what he did and doing similar things Mm -hmm. that this is a practice Mm -hmm. of evangelism yes Mm -hmm. and good works
2: yeah yeah I mean, this whole idea of taking up your cross and following me, this is like follow me, walk in obedience, following my example till it hurts, yeah, till it I, hurts a lot and and maybe like
1: uh, we if you want to talk about comfort zones, well, mm. I'm just not comfortable with it, I'm not good at it mm. uh i I would say i I get that, but I want you to do a heart check, and I want you to ask the question, are you trying to become comfortable with it, when you say I'm not comfortable with it, is that a permanent statement or is that a temporary statement? Mm -hmm. Are you asking for help or are you dismissing the opportunity? That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. That's a big question. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And maybe it's true that God, who is all-powerful, could go about doing these things another way that would be better than you participating because you may fumble the ball and mess things up here Mm -hmm. and there. Mm -hmm. That might be true, but what is also true is this is not our plan. This is his plan. Mm -hmm. His plan was to use us, knowing that we would be imperfect. Mm -hmm. And so that is an issue that you need to take up with him. If you don't like the plan. <laughs> yeah. Peter did that. Peter Peter proved. You can go to Jesus and say, Jesus, I don't like your plan. Mm-hmm. It didn't work for Peter. No. Probably isn't going to work for you. <laughs> <laughs> Anything yeah. else you got?
2: No, that's good.
1: All right. Well, thanks for listening. This podcast is a resource of Memorial Baptist Church in Stratford, Ontario, in cooperation with the Gospel Coalition of Canada, and is produced by Alex Walker. Take care, everyone. Hey, can I, before we go, can I just say, even though it's 11.42, Mm -hmm. you still have a little bit of, I was up, morning voice. (laughs) It's deep and rich, and I've been jealous this whole time. Oh, thanks, man. It's my tired voice. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye.